0: Please join me in today's scripture reading. It comes from Isaiah 61, 1 and 2, and it reads, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Most gracious God, we thank you for this beautiful day. God, we thank you for keeping us safe. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us warm. We thank you, O oh God, for all the things that we often take for granted and on this day. We ask that as, as you speak to our hearts, Lord, that, that we would internalize your words, and Lord, that we would grab a hold of them as they fuel us for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. It's funny. The closer we get to Christmas, the more I recall uh, those, those movies and the memories of watching them with loved ones. I remember how that time of togetherness seemed to just melt all of our circumstances away. I remember listening to Christmas music and singing the hymns and listening to my family singing and enjoying, just enjoying the moment. Now, all of my Christmases didn't have super expensive presents. And they weren't spent in mansions or in large houses. My Christmases growing up were often spent in a very modest home with just the few of us and a few things under the tree. But it was the most amazing times of my life. Being home in Houston just a few weeks ago brought back a lot of these memories. They brought them to the forefront of my mind. You see, we didn't have all that everybody else had, but we had everything that we needed. Christmas in the house I grew up in was a joyous occasion. Frankly, it set the tone for the rest of the year as we rested in the love of God and the love for one another and found comfort, peace, and joy in just that and not Justin stuff. Now in Houston, on Christmas morning, before any gifts were ever opened, <laughs> we went to sunrise service. Anybody know about that? You see, at 6 a.m. on Christmas morning, I was in church. Now, what's funny about this is in my half awake state, I tell you not to tell my mom I was half awake, but she's probably watching that the, the portion of this Christmas story that always stood out to me, other than the obvious parts about the babe in the manger and, and, and Jesus himself was was the part where the angel appeared to the shepherds. The shepherds were watching their sheep, they were working And all of a sudden this angel pops up and the scripture says they were afraid and quite frankly, I would be too. But then the angel says these words, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. And those words calmed their fear and caused them to move in purpose. This good news of the Messiah being born caused a peace that could only be found in God. This information sparked courage to go forward with only direction given by the Spirit of God. This intelligence given by the angels caused the purpose the purpose of God in those shepherds' lives to be propelled forward. And all of this leads me to believe that this joy that we talk about, this joy that was sparked in, in that story, uh, by the good tidings that were shared by that angel, has to be more than just a feeling. Today we look at joy as simply a feeling to be obtained, but if great joy looks like what we just talked about and what this scripture indicates, it cannot be simply that. Psalm 16, I think it's 16, says, It is in your presence, O God, that there is fullness of joy. So in God there is joy. And God offers us this joy in spite of what may be happening around us. Joy is the choice to hope in God. Joy is is the choice to rest in God's peace. Joy is the choice to look beyond how you feel and depend solely on God. This makes so many things make sense to me. In reading the the scriptures, we find that the disciples said that they took joy in being persecuted. Joy in being persecuted. Persecuted, that means that, that that joy couldn't be sparked by what was happening. That would be happiness, that that joy itself had to be bigger than that. And even looking at this Christmas story, the only thing that changed in the lives of those shepherds that was that God spoke to them. There was still work to be done. There was still danger around them. There was still a journey to be made. But the good tidings of great joy made all the difference. In today's scripture, the people needed hope. They needed peace. They needed to know that their purpose was still in place. This scripture speaks of the future glory of God's people. This this scripture speaks of the Messiah. The scripture states, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Now, we have been reminded over the last few weeks that in Advent we look at two different things. We look at the the birth of Christ, that babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in a manger, come to save us. And we look at the return of Christ to fulfill the promise that is before us. And this scripture amazingly captures both. It captures the Messiah born of a virgin coming to save us, uh, uh, bringing the good news to the afflicted and saving all of us. It also speaks to the Messiah that will come again in judgment, and we we, re- we recognize this because Jesus Himself in Luke four goes to read in in the in the temple and says, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He anointed me." to preach the gospel to the poor. Sounds familiar because he's reading from Isaiah. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recover of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And, and these words follow, he says, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. You see this great tidings of great joy Sparked hope in the people of God. It sparked peace in their hearts. It gave them the power to move in their purpose. And I would pray. I would hope. I would pray. Pray that in the midst of all that we face, that same tidings of great joy would spark the same in our lives. In the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a snowstorm, in the midst of financial issues, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of grieving, in the midst of all the things that life can bring, I need you to know that this tidings of great joy, if applied to your life, can bring you out of the, the, the darkness and into the marvelous light. The same good tidings, the same good information, the same good intelligence, this same message that the angels gave to those shepherds all those years ago of great joy would give us hope. It would give us peace and it would give us power to move in our purpose. I pray that the joy of the Lord would forever be your strength. I pray that the joy of the Lord would be your guide. I pray that the joy of the Lord would spark a courage in you to walk beyond the boundaries of your comfort into the the realm of your purpose. I, I pray that the joy of the Lord would go beyond the feelings that you have and rest in the God that you serve. Great tidings of great joy. Looking back, this is probably why Christmas was so joyous for me in my home growing up. It was because it wasn't about stuff. We didn't have a bunch of stuff. It wasn't about PS5s and the latest fashion. It wasn't about jewelry, but it was about Jesus. We put God first. As a matter of fact, we put God at 6 a.m. before we did anything else. But we put God first and we made sure that Christ remained the focus of Christmas. Amen. That attitude propelled us through the year. Yes, things got hard. Yes, we made some mistakes. Yes, we missed the mark. Yes, things didn't always line up or add up. We had losses and we had struggles. But that same tiding of great joy continued to bring us great joy. Last year, about this time, Pastor Elaine reminded us that this season is actually the beginning of the new year of the church. See, I pay attention. I believe that this is important for all of us to remember. I also find it interesting that we are taught at the beginning of our new year about hope in Christ. We are taught about the peace that surpasses all understanding that is found only in God. We we find the joy of Christ and and, and the fullness of of joy being found in God. We find the love of Christ and how to share that with everyone else. Beginning our year focused on these things uh, uh, is the, the hope that we would continue our year focused on these things. As many of you know, I'm pursuing a, another degree. Yes, another degree. And my classmates and I have started doing something that I, I think is really interesting. Every day we write down three things that we are grateful for. And, and, and it's funny because the moment somebody says, how are you doing? And negative things begin to come out of anyone's mouth. The first thing that, that is typed after that is, quick, tell me your three things. And in that, what it does is it shifts our attitude and our perspective to focus on what God is really doing in our lives. in even those small places so that we can find the joy and the strength to move forward. It's funny. One time, my three things was I was grateful for gas caps, for skunks and for credit cards. Gas caps, because on my way back from Houston, my engine light came on. I thought it would cost me a million dollars to fix the truck, and it was a $30 gas cap. Thank you, Lord. Uh, skunks, because there were holes in my front yard, and, and we thought there were moles, and it was going to ca- cost millions of dollars to fix, but it was just a skunk digging for grub worms. Thank you, Lord. And credit cards, because that's how I paid for both. <laughs> <laughs> But it's in looking at those small things that we refocus ourselves in order to find the joy that's so easily lost if we look at what's happening around us. The other thing that I want to bring out uh, from just these interactions with my classmates is it is us, it is me, it is you that can help one another to stay exactly where we are supposed to be, to be planted firmly in in, in the place that God has placed us. It is me that can come up to you and say, I I know you're having a bad day, but let me give you some good tidings of great joy. It, It is you that can approach me in my difficult spot and say, Brian, I know all these things are going on but let me give you some good tidings of great joy because I don't know about you but, but the fact that our Savior was born all those years ago uh, wrapped in swaddling clothes laid in a manger is still good news I, I don't know about you but the fact that my Savior will come again is still good news and it is in those things that I find my joy people of God Our Savior has come to give us all that he promised, and our Savior shall come again. That is the good tidings, and I pray that it bring you great joy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.